Grow Your Church Show, episode number one, Insights from a Mega Church. Kick the doors open, let the party begin. I want to testify. Alright, yeah, that's right, episode number one, we've already got changes, we've got a new theme song, and I thought about this, I'm like, you know, this podcast is about getting fired up for Christ, and that first batch of theme music just didn't get you fired up, so I want to thank Anthony Gomes uh, for letting us use this as our theme song. This is from the album Music is the Medicine, you can find him at anthonygomes.com, and Gomes is just G-O-M-E-S, and on today's show, I'm interviewing, well, first things first, I, uh... I'm from Akron, Ohio, and when you think mega church in Akron, Ohio, you think of the chapel. And I got to tell you, my first venture into this podcast is I I contacted an author of a book I found about growing your church, and uh, they turned me down flat because, well, really, this podcast didn't even exist yet. In fact, when I interviewed Debbie, this podcast didn't exist yet. Just the concept of it. She was really my first interview, and that's why... I, I was kind of, what's the word, nervous when the first interview was a turndown. I thought, maybe this isn't what God wants me to do. And then I contacted Debbie, and not only was she very forthcoming with everything that we talked about, wait till you hear the content in here, but at the very end, we talked for about an hour. It's just in her office. It's a real informal setting. But when we got done, she prayed for me. And she prayed for this podcast. And I cannot tell you how deeply that touched me. So here we go. My interview with Debbie Hellinger from The Chapel in Akron, Ohio. The one thing I saw when I walked in the door, do you guys actually have a special first-time visitor parking lot? We do. You see, that's that's, that's a a great example right there. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a small church, why not have a little sign made that says, first-time visitor park right here because mm-hmm. we have handicap parking we have that at my church mm-hmm. but i just went that's a, a great idea now our other campus also has parking for young moms with children mm-hmm. which is a nice feature too yeah um, we don't have signs for that here but at our green campus we do okay and then well let's go back to the that, that's when they get here what are you doing to get people here we're just i i guess the philosophy would be just do uh, do ministry in the best way that we can with an outward focus mm-hmm. more than an inward focus and that is attractive to people and they come we don't do a whole lot out there and tell people to come mm-hmm. we every Sunday call our people to the fact that they are the church thanks for coming to the Thanks for bringing the church into this building on a Sunday mm. but at the end of the service now, be the church out there. And we say that so that when they're in their workplace or in their neighborhoods or wherever they're at, they're reminded that they are the church. Hmm. Church uh, in the largest sense, in the visionary sense, but also the local church in that they are the chapel out there and they um, they need to be our mouthpieces. And so we're just trying to... you know, we have, of course, the the TV spots that Pastor mm-hmm. Larson does. Pastor Sardarelli does. Uh, we have our services on CRF, the Christian radio station. Mm-hmm. 
we have some radio spots on AKR and I forget some of the other ones right. that, um, but those aren't specifically saying come to our church. They are 20 seconds or 30 seconds or 45 seconds of things like um, a topic. Yeah, I've, I've seen um, Pastor Larson where he'll just have a topic, and have you ever thought of this, and blah, right, blah, blah, right. this is what Christ thinks about this, and he says, I'm Newt Larson from the chapel. Right, and the same thing with the radio. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of thing. So it's not saying, please come to our church, but it's saying, this is, this is the highest value. And by the way, I'm from the chapel. Um, Not quite a, such a hard sell. Yeah. You know? yeah. This Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Now we do the typical newspaper articles, and mm-hmm. you know we make sure our services are in there. And if we've got something special coming up, like Easter's coming up, right. and that kind of thing, we'll sure put those things in. And um, so what are we doing to get people in here? I think it's just preparing and trying to get our people to know that they have to be the mouthpieces outside. Now, do you have any kind of classes to... Because you might have people with a bunch of Moses mentality that's like, well, I'm not the guy to go talking to people about God. Do you do anything to um, strengthen their confidence in that area or anything? At times, we do have electives. We've got one that's very popular. We offer it at least once a year, sometimes twice, called Mm -hmm. Just Walk walk Across the Room Mm -hmm. from Willow Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very low-key approach to wherever you're at. Um, I mean, it implies that you have to move, you have to do something. <laughs> you do have to stay but, <laughs> Yeah, but it's not um, a hammer approach. It's just walk across the room and, room and befriend a person. And so we do have Sunday electives about once a year with that, mm-hmm. and then some other smaller groups go through it. And those are all it's done? It's a video series. Oh, as I was going to say, is that yeah, a video it's series? it's a video series. Okay. And um, it's very popular. Uh, everyone that I've talked to that has gone through it really benefit from it. It just shows them that you don't have to be um, super spiritual right. Joe or Janine to Brother, be able to saved? yeah yeah to be able to do this and be this. Mm-hmm. We always tr- emphasize you know I think of Jay Halley. He's probably the he's the conscience on the staff when it comes to evangelism or. Mm-hmm being the church out there, um, the approach is always be friend, be yourself, don't try to be anything you're not. Right. And um, by the way, here are some classes that might help you, or here are some, here's a book that might help you. Um, we've done book drives before, there's a little book called Anchor for the Soul, mm. and we got hundreds of copies of those and encourage people to buy copies to give to their friends mm. read it first right and give to their friends and then have a discussion about it do you and have any kind of library here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I because that's actually just that was an idea that popped up at my church we went you know what we're all reading these books why don't we put them in a central location yeah and then uh, we're actually pondering the thought of like a book of the month club kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, same concept mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to train your people to to understand um, that they need to be out there. You know, that's that's our mandate uh, mm-hmm. by Christ is to, right. is to be out in the world. We have people buy like that anchor for the soul. We didn't just give them out to people. They mm-hmm. did buy. They were like two or three bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was amazing. 
people would come and buy five of them because mm. they wanted to give them out or right. one or two where they'd come back the next week. One guy I know, man, he kept buying them and buying them. He probably bought 30, 40 copies. Um, and so, you know, that's just another way of stepping outside your comfort zone and mm. trying to be the church out there. Now, once people get here, mm-hmm. what, what, do you have a, um, like I just found out people aren't visitors anymore. They're guests. They're guests, yes. Yeah, so I was That's like, right. all right, that makes sense, because visitors don't stay. What are you doing? I'm just visiting, right? Right, And I was right. like, all right, I gotta get, gotta get with the lingo. And that's our mentality as much as it is for them. Um, our mentality is if, if, if you have a visitor to your door and it's unexpected, you don't really want them to stay. You know, you're in your mm. bathrobe or it's an inconvenient <laughs> time and you go to the door or you may not go to the door because they're uninvited. Mm. They're, you know, I really just don't want to see you today. Right. And so that is a visitor. But a guest, you prepare for a guest. You prepare the food, you clean your house, mm-hmm. you, you prepare the table, you, you prepare the material that you want them to, to have. You uh, put the music on, you put the candles on, you, know, you prepare for a guest that comes to your house. And so that helps us know that, okay, this Sunday we're going to have guests. We're going to have people that have maybe never walked into this building before. We want them. They're invited. So what are we going to do to prepare for those guests so they are... The feeling valued, they are welcomed. Um, we've all experienced going into some place that we don't know, and there is no one around to tell us what to do or where right. to go. And we don't know which hallway to go down. We don't know which walk uh, person. We just don't know anything. Right. The Home Depot effect. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you walk in yeah, you go, ah. <laughs> what do I do now? Right. So we work really hard. We really do. We have a terrific team of, of people on Sunday that work hard at being at the doors and welcoming everybody. Unfortunately, a, a church this size, you don't know who the guests are mm-hmm. all the time. And so I changed my the approach a few years back. I used to say, make sure and greet each and every guest. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know who's a guest right. unless they step forward and say they are. So I changed my approach, and now it's greet and welcome somebody that you've never met before, somebody new, or somebody new to you, somebody that... Um, um, yeah, you just don't know because it may be a guest and it may be somebody new at the chapel. So make sure and speak to them. Don't I, overlook people. I used to work with a guy who was like the master of customer service. Mm-hmm. And I remember once I was working with him and he walked up to a complete stranger and said, Hey, how's it going? Great to see you. And she went, Good. And she went, Did we go to high school or something together? And he's like, Because she thought, Well, this guy's greeting me so friendly. Obviously, he must know me. Yeah. And he's like, No, I'm just saying hi. And I was like, Well, that's a great way to greet people. Greet them like they're a long lost friend, you know? And I thought that's that's a way to to think about that. And if you think about it, if you greet somebody new every week, then you won't have to guess who the guests are. Right. Because you'll know everybody. Right. And there's there's a balance to that, too, though, Dave, because um, you you don't want to be effusive. Mm. and get into people's space. Right. So so there is a balance on, on that approach. But I sit, nearly every Sunday I sit in a different spot, and I try to find somebody that I've never sat next to before or around before. Mm. 
and then after the worship service, I'll just turn to them and say, it was really great worshiping with you today. Now, they have met, they may have been here for 20 years. Gee, that's a great... And, and I just don't know, know it. I've just never met them. And I'll, it was great worshiping with you today. My name is Debbie. And as soon as you say your name, uh, the next thing, the next normal thing the person wants to do is tell you what their name is. Right. And so there's a rule out there in the business world that, um, not in the business world, excuse me, in church world, mm -hmm. um, that it takes only 20 seconds from the, from the time a person comes into the door to sit down in the pew, takes them 20 seconds to decide if they're coming back or not. Right. I've heard 20 seconds. I've heard as long as seven minutes. But I've heard a lot of times they've decided before a hymn has been sung, a sermon has been preached. Right. It's like... They sit down, they look at the bulletin, they look around, and they go, yeah, we're not coming back. Or they might say, we're, you know. But it's amazing how short that first impression is formed. It really formed. is. It really is. There's like about 50 things that goes through their mind. 50, that's an exaggeration. I have to go lot. back and look at my notes. <laughs> um, but from the time they pull into the parking lot mm -hmm. until the end of the service, there's, there's like a whole list of things that have gone through their mind as to uh, what this place is like. Well, that's the beauty of the, the first-time mm -hmm. parking mm -hmm. space because mm -hmm. you've now taken the guests out of, am I a first-time visitor mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. And so then at the end of each service, um, I encourage people, and I'm just constantly trying to keep notices out in front of people, whether it's through our bulletin, whether it's through email, whether it's through the pastor up front. Before you, move, before you rush out of here, and get home to your stew or your Browns game, mm -hmm. <laughs> take only three minutes and talk to somebody you do not know. Three mm. minutes, talk to somebody you do not know. So I really try and follow that. It was great worshiping with you today. My name's Debbie. I'm Joan. Well, Joan, I've never met you before. Are you new to the chapel? Or, mm. oh, no, I've been here 15 years. Really? I've never met you before. You just start a little conversation. Okay, so they're not brand new, but now I've got a new friend. And it makes this place feel very small once you start kn knowing people's names. All right, we're going to pick up with part two of Debbie in just a minute. I uh, thought I'd throw in a song here in the middle. This is a Christian artist, a very nice guy. I had the joy of meeting him in California. Watched him perform this song because, you know, we don't know when Christ is coming back. So, uh, you know, don't sell me any green bananas because he may be back tomorrow. And that's why we've got to act. Dead. Jimmy Ratcher, Green Bananas. Fish won't bite and I don't care. I'm still gonna sit right here. If I wait for tomorrow, it might not come. So I'll do my living for a day is done. Time don't waste when you don't care. There's never enough, don't put it. Wait for tomorrow, it'll be too late So don't sell me no green banana Don't sell me no green bananas No, no, no It's a little insane and a little profound but it all depends on your part of town In a hospital room where one is born 
another one be laying down Young man lives like it don't matter It's a hard-pressed hook and ladder The world's on fire and I'm getting out Cause tomorrow may not matter So don't sell me no green bananas Don't sell me no green bananas No, 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 no Water boiling in the pot Three-minute egg steak way too long If I ain't here when breakfast's done It means that I've already gone Potatoes mashed hurt my teeth And I ain't as old as I used to be One more step toward the door and I'll hit eternity So don't sell me no green bananas Don't sell me no green bananas No, 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 no Again, that's Jimmy Bratcher. I'll have links to uh, Jimmy out at our website. Of course, our website is growyourchurchshow.com. Growyourchurchshow.com. And we're going to return now to uh, part two of our interview with Debbie from The Chapel. If you'd like to check out their website, they're at the-chapel.org. And I was talking to Debbie about the fact that, depending on what you read, they have thousands of members. I mean, I, I saw one website accounting said they had 8,000, saw another one said 10,000. They have a lot of people going to their different churches. And so I was talking to Debbie about uh, just the, the size of being a large church. And uh, well, that's where we're going to pick up with Debbie from the chapel. Yeah, and that can be a detriment until you start putting into practice some of these little things. I just read an article this morning that big churches have to have to have to think big, well, small churches too, but you have to think right. big and act small. Yeah. And so all these little nuances that help us um, be one-on-one and to value the individual mm-hmm. will make this place seem small. And so my team of uh, Sunday volunteers, from greeters to hosts to, to ushers to um, the guest connections place, mm-hmm. they all work so hard at valuing every person that they come in contact with and even looking for those people they do not know because they just might be a visitor. Right. Do you have any kind of, um, like when they come in, what do they leave with? Do, they, do you have to give them a DVD or is it just, here's a book or...? or? Yeah, we, we have in our bulletin, um, yeah, you can have this one. Um, in our bulletin, we, we do, we have this guest card. The ideal scenario is for them to complete that and take it to a welcome center, not put it in the offering. Hmm. When they take it to the welcome center, we, in the friendliest way, give them a guest packet. In the guest packet are things that, there's a, D, there's a CD in there, not a DVD, a CD and a magnet and a pen and a certificate to come to our library to get a free book. 
a yellow pages which have numbers for our staff interests. And so we have that. Is the, the Welcome Center then, number one, it's great because if they're going there, that's already a sign that I'm interested in your, right. your church. And so they then, for lack of a better phrase, interview the guest to say, well, what are you interested in to say? Because they know what you have to offer. The guest doesn't. It's it's their job then to bridge the gap, I'm exactly. assuming. Exactly. You got it. As soon as they hand me that tear-off sheet, I can look at it and say, ah, Susan, it's so great to meet you. I'm Debbie. Um, I noticed that you're from Talmadge. How long have you lived there? You know, you strike up a conversation and um, see what you can find out. And then not just pull the bag out, the guest packet, mm. and give it to them and say, well, welcome here, <laughs> but to say something about what you're giving them. Mm. Here's some information That's in true. here. Uh, there's some information in here. There may be more things in here than you care about, and you know we just kind of laugh about that. But mm. there are phone numbers too. So if you're reading through this stuff and something doesn't make sense or something interests you, please, please make you know call. My card's in there too. You know now that we've met, maybe mm. you know you can give me a call next week and and uh, we can talk about some of those things. And so you you try and strike up a conversation. You find out a little bit more about them. Mm. And those conversations only need to last two minutes. Right. They don't need to go on for an eternity. And I think that's one of the hardest things in training my, my people is that they think they have to have a 20-minute interview process to find everything out. And they don't. It, it, it does not take very long. It doesn't even take two minutes sometimes. I mean, they want to move on too. Right. But um, at least you're looking them straight in the eye. You're not looking at anyone else and you're valuing that one or two or three minutes with them. And I would think, and this is just my thought, that if you try too hard to, to really just latch on and not let go, when you grab somebody, they're, they're, I think that their knee-jerk reaction is, hold on a second, I just met you, don't... Uh, right, right. So it's a, a slow, right. gradual... Yeah. And there's some other things too, like shaking hands. Call it old-fashioned, but I'm a believer and not shaking a woman's hand unless she extends her for her hand first. Mm. Um, there are too many things out there that women have experienced that they could not, they could be put in a position where they do not want to touch, have a strange man mm -hmm. touch their hand or any part, you know. And so unless she extends her hand first, a man should never reach out to, ex for, to shake their hand. You can shake hands with your eyes, welcome, mm but unless she extends her hand. And um, never, ever, never, ever do the shake hand and put your other hand on the elbow, for instance, or yeah. hand on the shoulder, or or anything like that. It's that delicate um, balance of friendly, but not... Effusive. Yeah. You don't want to be in their space. You don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. So anyway, from Sunday, we have these tear-off sheets. Monday... Mm -hmm. Uh, those are all entered into a data database, and a letter is sent, the typical, mm -hmm. you know, thanks for visiting us. And then we also, um, there's staff or um, lay people who are called connecting partners mm -hmm. that we give uh, personal phone calls to everyone by Wednesday. That's the goal, mm -hmm. by Wednesday. If we get a voicemail, which in this day and age right. you do a lot. 90% of the time. Yeah. 
then uh, coupled with the voicemail that we leave, we will send an email if they've given us an email address. Mm -hmm. And then the, the pastor or the connecting partner, if they have not had a personal interaction, they keep the card and they try again in a, a day or two or three. Mm -hmm. And we try three tr times for personal connection. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then we just say, um, we'd love to talk to you, please give us a call. Then, with those same cards, after about, you know, I, I get them back, mm -hmm. and then I've got connecting partners who are note writers. And so, in about um, anywhere from six to eight weeks, we write them all a note on a postcard and just say, you know, our records show you visited a few weeks back. We want to invite you to our next step class. It's everything that you want to know about the chapel if you're interested in getting connected. Mm -hmm. and uh, tell them the dates and so we send them that postcard and then we've got another process where we send them a different postcard uh, after about a four month or five month time out out of their um, guest experience. And you mentioned the the next step class that you mm -hmm. have here what's mm -hmm. what's involved with that? The next step class is designed to help people who either are new or newcomers or people who are older and just haven't gotten connected yet mm -hmm to know about the chapel. What it is that we consider really important and foundational for, for what we do. For instance, some theology is taught. God, Christ, and the Bible. Salvation. Those are the four theologies that are taught in the next class, the next mm -hmm. step class. And then we also introduce by picture our staff. We talk about the Constitution. It isn't organized, just briefly, mm -hmm. you know, we are, are organized. It's non-denominational. What does that mean? Um, we ask, uh, we have them ask questions, anything they might have. And then we have a large component of community and telling them that in a church this size, the only way to feel community is to get into one mm -hmm. and to feel this, so that this church feels small get into a smaller group, get into a community. And so we have a large component around that. Right, you know, my introduction to them is you might be here because you're not sure if the chapel is the place for you. That's okay. It's not for everybody, we realize that. But our main concern is that you get plugged into a church, a church that you feel comfortable at, and we want to help you. So let us know. Say, the chapel's not for me, but I know I need to be in a church. Can you recommend them? Men awesome. One. And, I, and I said, please, let us help you do that. What advice would you say to a small church that has 80 people? First and foremost, uh, two things. We want our people to not be internally focused. Hmm. You're going to die. We're going to die. If, if, if our people keep thinking of about what what I need what I need personally what my ABF needs or what my church needs and we stay in internally focused we're gonna die so we must become externally focused there's a second component and that is we have sheep that need to be fed and they need to be taught so where do these sheep best learn and best grow uh, which pasture do they best learn and best grow? Mm -hmm. We have the older component, the older groups that that they they grow best in a in a traditional service. Give them the hymns, 
given the um, the suit and the tie. You know, I've had ushers look at me directly and say, I don't have to dress up any day of the week. I want to dress up on I want to wear my suit on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, it would not behoove me to remove that from him and say, well, we don't want ushers to dress up anymore. Right. And it's a conviction, you know. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to worship God. I want to wear my suit. I, I'm going to allow for that. Absolutely. They're, they're not doing it like, like the young, but they go to their neighbor and they just directly say, "Well, you need Jesus." Right. Here's a Bible. Just start reading it. You know. I mean, they do things differently, but they do it. Um, we just need to make sure that in those circles that they are at that we remind them and keep teaching them that we must be, they must be externally focused. The other thing is we've been, we have five values um, that is constantly in front of the people. Three action values, but five values. The first Mm -hmm. is that grace, grace is a value. Anything that we have and has been given to us has come from God to us, so it's grace. His grace on our lives, on our church. And so that's one value. Mm-hmm. Uh, another value is an action value of worship. So worship we do on Sundays, and worship is something we ought to do in our lives every day of the week, every moment of the day. So worship is a value. The other one is community. Mm-hmm. Everyone, God has made us relational be- people, and everyone in a group. Everyone in a, a group that's going to um, pour their lives into each other and care for one another. So community is is another action value. Then the third action value is mission, locally, nationally, and globally. Mission, mm-hmm. being out there. And so those three action values we're constantly talking about. Everything that we do has those action values mm-hmm. uh, attached. And then the fifth action value is integrity. All this is to be done with a, the clearest conscience and um, godly integrity that that we have and, um, that we can so we're always checking our own hearts and we're always checking the hearts of the staff and programming and um, whatever we do making sure it's with full integrity you can never go wrong with first impressions and guest relations for Sunday what I found David is if you train these people not just your team okay you you know you may have a team of 10 let's say every Sunday they're thinking guests that's what they th- that's that's all I want you to think about on a Sunday is guests. Before long, and you're pouring that into them, before long those ten are gonna be doing that Monday through Saturday out there. That habit's gonna spill over it from is. Sunday. It is. Another rule I have on Sunday is um we are here also to worship. I don't want to hear about the problems. Hmm. If you don't have what you need on that Sunday, I wanna know about it. Or if you heard a complaint, or if you if there's a broken door, a broken bathroom, something, whatever, right. let me know about it. But either email me, or call me, and leave me a message, or call me on Monday, because it, I was get I get, you know, if we start every little thing, start talking about it and telling each other, and then you know, then our Sunday all of a sudden turns into a gripe session, and not a worship session, mm. and not a worship day. That's a great point. So. Because those those things are important. They're important. But you don't, let's not spoil or change the focus of what the worship service is. And nine out of ten of those things, nothing can be done about it right now anyway. Right. 
But I'd say be, for a smaller church, I'd beef up the, the, the first impressions guest relation part. I really would. Alrighty, there we go. Phenomenal. First of all, let me say a couple things here. I've, I've looked into that walk across the room. I'll have a link to that. I'll be talking about that. I've got that book off of audible.com. I've been listening to it. Phenomenal book. Oh, does it have things that just have my brain exploding? Well, I'll, I'll share some of those in the future, but I would definitely recommend the book. And you can get the DVD series for like 70 bucks at Amazon. So, uh, you know, not cheap, but not, uh, you know, not a $500 package or something like that. Uh, right now, I just want, number one, I want to thank Debbie from the chapel for just being phenomenal, just being open, answering questions. She, she gets the fact that we're all on the same team and we're all going to share ideas and and what books are you reading i'm reading a book now called fusion that has i'll be talking about that in the future i'll be talking about uh your website in the future and how you can create one for literally uh, nine bucks a month some really cool insights into that all these things coming up and and just share what you're doing share what you're you're we're doing a thing this week at my church. We're doing a fun fun with the 50s night. And it's simply a night of fun. It just so happens that it's a group of Christians. But much like this book is talking about, we're going to make friends with these people, make that connection, and then just slowly introduce them to Christ and get the topic on a spiritual topic. So we'll be talking about that a lot more in the future. But thank you very much to Debbie. Again, if you want to learn more, if you're in the uh, Akron area, you can uh, go to thespacechapel.org. That's their website. We'll be talking about, uh, I think they use church sites, church, or watch how I say that, churchsites.com. And uh, we'll be, I'm adding, I'm, I'm creating a resources link. Uh, I'll put a link out to the book she was talking about, Anchors for the Soul. And that's one of the things I want in the, in the, uh, the resource section. What? tools are you giving to visitors? What are you giving first-time visitors as a gift? Are you giving first-time visitors a gift? You should. The more I read, it seems like everybody's doing that. So that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Just share, 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 and we will all grow the kingdom together. Thank you very much for tuning in. And like I said, everything we talked about today, you can find in our show notes at growyourchurchshow.com. You can email me Dave at GrowYourChurchShow.com. And you can call in your comments, 888-563-3228. Don't feel like doing any of those. Do me a favor. Do one thing for me. Pray. Because never, ever, ever, ever underestimate the power of prayer. Thank you very much. And we'll see you again real soon.